Ladies and gentlemen and Orback riders across the seas of the ocean moon of Kefbeer, this is another episode of Octo Radio, a Star Wars podcast diving into reviews, news, speculation, analysis, and all of that uh, nitty-gritty of fandom love. I, as always, am your host, Alden Diaz, here to talk about all things in that galaxy far, far away in this amazing time that it is to be a fan where there is so much content to consume, sometimes too much content to consume between the different mediums of film, television, streaming, animation, comics, novels, video games, etc., etc., you know, reference books, things like that. Uh, but today is going to be a very, very focused episode, a shorter episode where uh, an opportunity presented itself to interview somebody very special. Uh, to meet them in person and having a good sit down to talk to them about a movie that we are all waiting for with bated breath. Uh, and that person that I was able to sit down with was Naomi Aki, who's going to be playing the new character Janna in Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, the little bit of a background is that I work in radio uh, professionally uh, in my actual day-to-day life. And, you know, Naomi Aki, uh, you know, part of that incredible cast, you know, they do get divided up in these press tours to come around and talk to people and to talk in different areas of the country and of the world. Uh, you know, we've seen them in South America. We've seen them overseas in the UK and other places. And Naomi Aki was uh, here in South Florida and we were able to sit down and dive into the movie. And I was thrilled to have the opportunity to talk to her about this blockbuster debut about this final chapter in the Skywalker saga. And I got to say, I think it's a really great interview. I think there's wonderful and beautiful insights into the process. Uh, We talk about, you know, representation. We talk about the idea of carrying on the legacy of Carrie Fisher uh, through these younger, newer Star Wars uh, female characters. And we talk about working with J.J. Abrams. We talk about how awkward it can be to watch yourself. We talk about uh, Janna's uh, parallels to you know classic fantasy characters, and we talk about some of the themes of the sequel trilogy, which was you know really uh, enlightening and really thrilling to hear from uh, the mind of a sequel trilogy actor from one of the principal cast members. Uh, she was a delight. She was hilarious, and uh, I think it's about time uh, to just dive into it uh, again. We'll be doing another full episode of the podcast soon, but I just wanted to make one that could fully focus on this interview. A nice sit down, good length of an interview. Again, it was a true pleasure and an honor to sit down with somebody that's part of this saga that has become such a uh, a core part of my life and as well as yours if you're listening to the show. Uh, again, I don't need to tell you how exciting it is uh, for this last film to be so close we're only days away at the time of this recording, at the time of me posting this podcast. If you're listening to it after the fact and you've already seen the movie, well, good for you, people of the future, because I am uh, chomping at the bit to see it. So without further ado, I'm going to throw it over to the interview right now with Naomi Aki, the Orback Rider freedom fighter known as Janna in Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Enjoy. So ladies and gentlemen, we are here with 
a special guest, the first ever actual Star Wars cast member <laughs> to be on the podcast. The show is Octo Radio. I did not tell our guest the name of the of the show in advance, <laughs> uh, but we are here with uh, Jana herself, Naomi Aki. Hello. Fresh off what I'm sure has been a relaxing press tour. You don't have a lot Super to do chill. right now. Yeah, Nothing. there's there's not a lot going on oh my right God. now. No, but actually, to be honest, coming coming here to Miami, it feels like it's going to be a little bit of a lovely respite. Really? Um, yeah, it's just somewhere new. Um, it's hot because LA isn't hot at the moment. Okay. LA is a bit chilly. Um, and London is even colder. So <laughs> um, it's nice to so be So this here. is a nice change of pace. Yeah. I saw uh, at the time of this recording, uh, Kelly Marie Tran was on Good Morning America. So she's got yeah. New York in the winter. She's doing a New York situation. Is, yeah. um, I think the guys are in Brazil right now. Oh, wow. John and, John and Daisy are in Brazil right now. I'm covering the Miami quarter. We're just like... We're just dominating everywhere we can. You, you got the nice one. You got. I got one. the good one. Yeah, I feel did. very lucky. So I'm gonna try my best uh, mm. to not nerd out too hard with some oh, of the questions. Give it to me. Come no, on. Not gonna, not gonna <laughs> try to get scoops out of you. But uh, when I look at Jana, you know, because mm. she's an original character. She's mm. new. She's not legacy that we know mm. uh, from a new background. Mm. Um, when I look at her, I immediately see like so many traditions. You know, yeah. a, a horseback riding archer. Yeah. Very like Lord of the Rings, yeah. Capes in the tradition of, uh -huh. of Lando and mm. Boba Fett and Mandalorians, mm. and so do you. Did you approach it almost like a fantasy part, or, or are you more into the tech and the space? Uh, I guess it's probably a mix between the two. I think a lot of uh, Jana's uh, costume really informed the character because there's there's so much story. I think you know what I love about these films like these is everything has a reason. You right. know, from from the shoes to the cape to to the orbacks. You know. When you put it all together, it makes sense when you know more about her story. Um, and so they're kind of like in terms of the outward world of Jana that was sorted from, you know, the training and the horse riding. I learned how to horse ride uh, specifically for some of the scenes um, in this film. And then I guess like internally for Jana, it felt like uh, it's, a, it's a lot to do with these people there all been hurt by this war i think is sometimes important to like humanize right the experience that they're not just like oh we've got to get to the ship yeah run over here come on guys which it's i think like, is a cool thing that the, the sequel trilogy has done because yeah. you know we had never seen uh, a stormtrooper exactly desert, you know exactly. And, and become a hero like finn we'd never exactly. seen uh, a, a girl stuck alone scrapping for scrapping food. and scavenging and, and so like, now we get to see someone else yeah affected. exactly and it's like all of those people are coming together it feels like this if if this last film is anything it's like this like a shining example of how uh, effective an ensemble piece of work can be right um and that you know there's there's something heartening in knowing that there's people from all different corners of the universe who are who are coming to to you know fight it feels it feels it feels like that, you know. When we saw it, there are some beautiful. I've seen it once, and uh, to be honest, I had to sleep like straight afterwards. <laughs> it was like quite yeah, overwhelming. I'm yeah. yeah, I was, I was genuinely spent. So JJ you, was like, uh, "What did you think?" I was like, "I uh, I need to go to bed." <laughs> it's interesting. I, I saw you know Richard E. Grant was mm. you know was on on Twitter sharing mm. his reactions, which was yeah. delightful. And the fact you got to do the cast screening was really mm. interesting because I remember an interview uh, with your co-star Adam Driver mm. uh, and he was saying most of my films I don't watch and I no. skip out yeah. he said but Star Wars I will because I want to see the things I couldn't see while it was yeah, being that makes made sense. so yeah. did you did you have an uncomfortableness being like oh god that's me but yeah. or were you more excited uh no always the uncomfortable one first 
And then, the, but maybe if I, I'm going to watch it probably twice more from for the premieres with my family. So those times I'll get to see it as a whole. I think the first time I saw it, it was just definitely like, oh, there's my face. There's, yeah. there's my face on this giant, <laughs> a giant face. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, I am wearing that costume. Oh, ooh, I am. She, oh, yeah. okay. She riding. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It, it felt a little bit more self-conscious. But then but you can focus on someone like John Boyega and make fun of him instead. Listen, so. and I, I love nothing more than to make fun of John. <laughs> no. Um, it's, everyone is great in it and I think I, it's funny actually having said all of that the story itself takes you on such a ride that right. most of the time I forgot I was in it you know and that I was part of this story Yeah, and you're and seeing her you're not you're, seeing yeah yourself. but you're also seeing the whole thing there's such a giant mission and, and especially for, for Finn and um, Ray and Poe they go on such an amazing adventure they really do and and it moves and the pace it's just i think it's brilliant so i'm you know i'm i'm really hopeful that people will enjoy it i'm excited and and you know talking about the cast and the adventure mm. there is one performer in the film uh, that is a very particular and very beautiful case and of mm. course that's that's carrie fisher mm. and carrie being edited off of yeah. footage that was kept by jj by lucasfilm into the story scenes built around carrie mm. It's this weird, almost like lingering force ghost yeah, feel. It does, yeah. And especially for, you know, because obviously I'm a guy, so I had a very mm -hmm. easy Star Wars experience mm -hmm. where a lot of female fans have yeah. had a hard time breaking in. They were seen as fake fans, mm -hmm. but now it's such a different era because of Daisy, because of mm -hmm. Kelly, because Kelly, yeah. of uh, Felicity Jones, and yeah. now because of you. So yeah. is, are those things that are talked about, like we are the Star Wars women? Yeah, I think I think more and more so, and it, it feels it feels really good. You know, you obviously wish that in the future it's just like a thing that happens naturally, where it's not as big of a deal. Um, but at the moment, it seems important, and I know, like, in terms of like Carrie Fisher and her work on all of the films that she was a part of, she left such an imprint. And I I never got the the chance to meet her, unfortunately. But the way I see everyone else talk about her is is so heartwarming that even when I watch the film. Uh, the scenes that she's in it was really touching to know that she's a part of it and that a lot of our you know our successes right. as as women in this franchise and pushing this franchise into a, a more inclusive space mm -hmm. um it's a lot to do with her it's a lot to do with lando it's a lot to i mean you know billy d of and, course and yeah early representation very you know, very very fantasy. very early and 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 we you know we've gotten better over time and and is there still you know a long way to a go. A long way to go, yes. Absolutely. But we're, we're making those small steps forward, so it feels really good. I can only ever be grateful to have been a small part of that. And it's cool to see guys like J.J. who, you know, J.J. Abrams is a, you know, white cis male mm -hmm. in, in media, mm -hmm. you know, a, a very well-renowned mm -hmm. guy, but he's giving the parts to quote-unquote unknowns, giving yeah. the parts to and creating a family that when you look at the poster, yeah. you're like, a kid can say, that's me. That's me, me, that's me, that's me. Yeah, totally. And I feel like that's a, it, whenever I've looked at the Star Wars as a whole and, and how they've picked their cast, I always thought, wow, that's actually a point is that they always choose unknowns. You know, in, in other kind of cinematic universes, it's, it's much likely you'll see very famous people playing the main roles and that's just the way it goes. Right. But this is one where, you know, it's kind of matches the story of like picked from obscurity and becoming someone. It kind of mm -hmm. matches the ethos of, of Star Wars on a whole. So, um, I think that's something that that should long mate rain, you know, long mate rain. And uh, you know, just wrapping up here, mm. thinking about JJ and, and the, the process and Carrie Fisher as well. He was revealed that in Carrie's last book, she did, did a dedication to him and said, "JJ, thank you for working with me twice." 
even though they had only worked together yeah. once in a weird, eerie coincidence. So mm-hmm. what was his, you know, I've never had the pleasure of, of yeah. sitting with him in a studio <laughs> to talk to, but what was the, what was his headspace like? And, you know, this being your first blockbuster, yeah. uh, what kinds of things did you figure out with each other in your experience? Oh man, I mean, it's working with JJ. I think he, he's very sensitive to, to people's frequencies as it were. And, and I think he knows what each individual actor needs. Mm-hmm. You know, I think in, in terms of, of Carrie, he, he wanted to uh, preserve her essence in this film and, and dealt with it with such a sensitive um, set, a sensitive hand. Um, and then in terms of me working with JJ, I think he knew how terrifying I was. Right. And and he he did wonders to make me feel at ease and wonders yeah. to make me feel like I was doing a good job. Right. Um, because I was there in Chicago when yeah. when Jenna was unveiled. Oh, madness. And you yeah. were on stage and I was at that celebration. Yeah. And, and so your life has to be you know, night and day from yeah, April it's, to now. It's odd. I mean, when I'm on when I'm on press, yes. Yeah. When I go back home, it's very normal. I yeah. do not look like this every single day. You're like, day. where's space? <laughs> I've never been to space. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you know, and that's the balance. You kind of want to like uh, hold those two. I, I love this part, but also <laughs> I like going home and having a, you know, halo top. Yeah. Um, yeah, and watching a few <laughs> awful films. There you go. Well, yeah. I, well I, I cannot say uh, how much I appreciate you being here, taking oh, the time you. to be on the show, to do this podcast. Uh, we're looking forward to it. I've already yeah. purchased three tickets for the movie, uh, and we'll have lots to say about it going forward, and I can't wait to get Jana comics, Jana books, figures. <laughs> yep. uh, it's going to be a great time, so thank <laughs> you so awesome. much again. Thank you so much. Thank you. And again, thank you so much to Naomi Aki for sitting down with me to discuss all the ins and outs of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Again, like I said you know, up top, when you know when talking and laughing with her that I wasn't going to try to get scoops I wasn't going to try to ask you know the the obvious questions of are you going to be related to this person are you going to be related to to Lando Calrissian I didn't think that that stuff uh was as important as hearing her approach as an actress hearing about the experience hearing about the collaborations the legacy the themes for these younger heroes uh it was one of the great pleasures of my life to be able to interview a Star Wars you know silver screen core cast member for the first time, it was a really enjoyable experience, and her kindness really did resonate with me, uh, especially because it was actually recorded on my birthday, uh, which was pretty cool. And uh, she was a great sport, um, you know, on a very tight schedule, obviously leading up to this movie. But what a wonderful uh, experience I had with Naomi, and I can't wait to see what roles uh, she'll play down the road. You know, whether that be more appearances of Jana. We don't know her fate in the film. We don't know anything about her background or her goals, her hopes, uh, what her end game is in terms of uh, her relation to these characters that have been on the journey alongside the Skywalkers. We don't know how Jana will jive with Finn, how Jana will, you know, coalesce and jive with Ray and, and how they'll get along, you know, with Poe Dameron and BB-8 and those characters, people like Luke Skywalker. Does, does Jana have a force connection? All these things are up in the air. But I know, you know, from talking with Naomi, that there's a passion for this character, and I'm really excited to see uh, the kinds of things that they're able to do with Jana. Be that, you know, novels, prequel or sequel. Be that, uh, you know, different canon comic books, video game appearances, things like that. I can tell you right now, as a Star Wars Battlefront two player, it'd be awesome to get Jana in there and have a bow and arrow uh, as an option in the game. So that'd be really fun. But that's all speculation and hopes and dreams for another time. Thank you so much again for listening to this interview with Naomi Aki. It was a true pleasure. 
Uh, and I'm going to be wrapping up the episode now. So if you want to follow the podcast, you can follow me at AD underscore Strider on Twitter or on Instagram at A period D period Strider. You can follow this show at Octo Radio on all your social media platforms spelled like that legendary planet, the home of the Jedi introduced in The Last Jedi. That's A-H-C-H-T-O radio. Again, A-H-C-H-T-O radio. No dashes, just standard Twitter and Instagram handle stuff. Love to talk to you guys. Hit me up with DMs. Hit me up with questions and different opinions about Star Wars. And I would love to talk to all of you about the character of Janna once we've all seen Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. But in the meantime, we're going to be wrapping up this episode. Punch it, Chewie.